And now, Canada Hoops, hosted by Maddie Ireland. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Canada Hoops. It's your boy, Matty. We truly appreciate your continued support. Please continue to download and share us. We're back in a big way with today's guest. He represents Toronto, Ontario. He is a former Eastern Commerce Saint, Marquette Golden Eagle, Ottawa Blackjack, and is about to start his season with the Newfoundland Growlers in the CEBL. He's represented Canada basketball numerous times. Give it up for Canada's own Junior Cadugan. Junior, thanks for joining us on Canada. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, just want to check in. How are things? I know you're at home. You're training. You're right. getting ready to start your season with the Growlers. Um, when do you head to St. John's and just uh, let us know how that's looking, man? So um, I, I was the first player to sign for the um, Newfoundland Growlers right uh that was an honor you know to head back to Newfoundland you know I I, was, I played in Newfoundland for two years prior with right. the legendary Carl English yes sir so, so now they they got a team back and you know they wanted me on their team that was a no question no brainer you know Newfoundland's beautiful the people are lovely it's all right. love over there man and right now I'm just at home just training um, today, actually, we we first we started the uh, um, Team Canada um, opened up the training facility, okay. so you know we get that good work in for sure, and you know head to Newfoundland on the twenty fourth. Nice. Um, you mentioned the people and just loving uh, St. John's with the the previous stop there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what are you looking to bring to that team? Uh, you know, you were the first pick, first mm-hmm. signee. Uh, you know, with with your role this season, what are you looking to bring to the Growlers, man? Just that that grit, that toughness, the leadership. You know, I don't think where wherever I'm at in my career, that will never change. That's what I bring to the table, and right. it's it's been it's that mentality has been most of my team's been on the winning end. So, you know, nothing's changed. Just that hard work every day, lead by example, and everything will uh, feel for itself. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to watching your season and the Growlers um, and the league as a whole. I think it's going to be a dynamite uh, season for the league. And, uh, right. you know, just it's a true coast-to-coast league now. It's really exciting. So Yeah, it's uh, nice. It's no nice. doubt. There's good things ahead. Uh, mm-hmm. Junior, if we can, let's go back, you know. What was a, a young junior like growing up in Toronto? And, uh, you know, how did you start loving the game? And, you know, how did basketball start to really come into your life, man? This, uh, you know, growing up in Toronto, you know, obvi- uh, in like, you know, uh, bad neighborhoods, um, you know, I had my older brother who was actually a really good player, basketball player in the city, right. you know, a known legend in, in, in Toronto. And, you know, I, you know, growing up in um, kindergarten and elementary school, I got the opportunity to watch his high school games and see how it was. And then, you know, after that, just following my older brother, um, and then the Raptors came in 96. Right. That really put the stamp on it because, you know, we had an NBA team to watch, you know. So For sure. It, that's when I really fell in love with the game. You know, I try to 
be a little mighty mouse. <laughs> no doubt. You know? So yeah. that was very inspirational, man. The Raptors coming just made a big difference. And, you know, that was just turned into a hobby and then just turned into love, man, for the game. What, um, you know, you mentioned your brothers and, you know, that's a common theme for a lot of players following a sibling and loving their game and wanting to be like them. You mentioned uh, Mighty Mouse. Any other players that you really looked up to on the floor? Um, you know, once I, like, once the Raptors came, we got, like, more basketball show. We had more basketball showing on TV just in general. Like, I right. feel like they just opened up the door for the cable stations to pick up more games. You know, and as I got older, obviously, Steve Nash, he, yeah. you know, growing up. And then I didn't have, we'll get into it, but I didn't really have much time to be a kid because when I was 15, I got right. thrown in the fire. So for I had sure. to grow up real fast. So, you know, Steve Nash for sure. When I met him when I was like, I think it was like 13 years old. He had a camp at Humber or something like that. Yeah. And that was very inspirational. And in that, like for me to be around people like that, you know, meeting people like that at that age, that just like had me like, you know, had my eyes set on, you know, the big goal. Right? For sure. I, uh, I mean, I think a lot of us love Steve big time, you know. I think mm -hmm. uh, he was kind of everyone's guy coming out of Canada. Must been, must have been cool through the years with the national team to sort of develop a, a relationship with him, you know, especially, right. being a, especially being a point guard yourself, eh? Right. For him to be around, for the older heads ahead of me to, you know, welcome me. Like, they didn't really treat me like a young boy. They were actually brought me in with open arms and actually like try to guide me you know through camps through practices so sure. it, it was all love man it was all love for sure and now you're doing that role in your own way too right yeah like, so my you're like the vet man yeah like it was crazy like uh my last camp in november right right it was kind of rough for me because you know from since covid like you know like things haven't gone my way like you know like abroad like the league I was playing in got got shut down and you know certain certain things you know was going on so like you know this camp I'm sitting down in my hotel room reminiscing like to myself and I'm like man like I actually made a post on Instagram man I was 15 years old the youngest in camp 16 years later I'm here the oldest in camp and yeah. the amount of time the amount of you know, commitment, sacrifices of summers, just the pressure of staying ready all the time because you don't know, like, where you are on right. the pool list. You don't know who's going to get injured. You don't know. So you just, just the constant pressure with the national team. And, you know, that really, like, itself just, you know, elevated my game and my maturity to always, you know, be ready to go. Yeah, I love it, man. Um Let's get into Eastern, man. Like we mentioned uh, before we recorded, just uh, an institution uh, in, in high school basketball, not only in the city, but across Canada, mm -hmm. uh, regarded as probably the best ever. Uh, I just rewatched the documentary from mm -hmm. uh, 2019, getting ready for our conversation. Uh, truly inspiring. You know, um, just talk about what it means to you to be forever just linked to Eastern among the great players that have played there and and, and playing for coach uh, Roy Rana, man. Man, Eastern really, you could say Eastern really saved my life and really brought me into a different lane, you know, seeing the bigger picture, like just basketball in general, just like how I treat basketball because 
growing up in the Jane and Finch community in middle school, you know, I, there was a lot of like, you know, bad influence and, you know, I couldn't, I didn't know if I wanted to play basketball or, you know, do certain things like, you know, be, be in the neighborhood, you know, and right. it's funny because my middle school, you know, we were dominating North York and Toronto, a region in Toronto and the cities. And we got invited to the Eastern Com Commerce Tournament, you know, grade eight tournament. And, you know, obviously Coach Rana, big, big dog is there and <laughs> yeah. the junior coach is there. And, you know, like everyone's like, you know, if you play in that Eastern Tournament, all you need is the conversation with Coach Rana. If you have the conversation with Coach Rana, you know they want you. So I'm gearing up for that tournament, man. And my whole time, I'm like, all right, I got to kill because I got to meet Coach Rana. You know, that's the goal. So I end up killing. We end up winning the tournament. I get MVP. My conversation comes like, you're a really good player. I see potential in you. I know what area you live in because I worked. I actually coached high school ball in your area. You know, there's another um, there's another kid in your neighborhood, actually, Key and Cole at the time. He was the starting point guard of the junior team, and he was one of my good friends. And he, he had went to Eastern already, and Coach Ryan was like, yeah, he does it. Like, you know, he really, like, he's really committed to the game because, you know, he's waking up, you know, 6.37 in the morning, catching the bus, going an hour to, to get be on school in time. At the time, I'm like, jeez like <laughs> yeah. he's yeah. really putting in that work and he's in ninth grade like that's my boy and all but right. do i really want to wake up 6 30 in the morning 7 in the morning to catch the bus train the eastern like what's so good like you know right so you know i had to talk with my uh my mom and my middle school coach and um you know we made a decision to it was best for me to leave the neighborhood and like like my middle school coach asked me, like, do you really want to be a basketball player? Is this what you want? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, this is where it starts, the commitment, right? Right. So I, me and my family made a decision to go to Eastern Commerce. And, you know, it was rough for me because, you know, at the time, my little brother was going to preschool. So my mom would go to work at 6 a.m., um, I would be, have to be up at 6.30, get him ready for school, get his bag packed, um, you know, take him, walk to, day, walk to daycare, take him to daycare, and then catch the bus with KK to Eastern, right? So this is wow. 6.30 in the morning to get to school for, for 9, and then we have practice after school. So I'm getting home probably at like 7.30, 7.38, and then I got to do it all over again. So, you know, at, at, at times it was hard. Those winters were hard with my little brother. Like there's times where there was snow up to, so you got the door in the neighborhood, you got the door and then you got the screen door, right? Right. So there's times where, man, there was one time it was a bad snowstorm, man. And like, I couldn't get out my front door, right? right. So like, I actually got in trouble because I had to like break my mesh in my back door where my backyard is. Yeah. Uh, come climb out the window, shovel the snow in the front, go back to the back door, <laughs> get my little brother, <laughs> hop, hop, open the door and head to school and then catch the bus. Right. So like, right. you know, stuff like that was the foundation of who I am now. That's where it started. The commitment, the hard work, the dedication, man, just, 
you know, getting after it and making sure that, you know, I finished my task, you know, and, you know, Eastern really saved my life and really steered me into the right direction, man. What, uh, you know, what does, you know, did Roy have a bigger influence on you off the floor than he did on just, just talk about, you know, coach Rana and just, um, you know, that relationship with him, huh? With Coach Rana, he was the senior coach, but he was also, like, a mentor for me. Like, if I, like, there's some times where I used to get, like, you know, overwhelmed and, like, I'm extra tired. Like, they'll send me to Rana's office and he would, like, give me some motivation or some encouragement to keep on going. Like, it's going to pay off in the long run. And, like, you know, even though I was on the junior team, I, I spent a lot of time in his office. <laughs> right. Just talking it up and you know him just giving me encouragement because he could he could relate to me like he like like i said he he coached high school basketball at cw jeffries and that's like in my neighborhood so like for him to you know be there for me and you know get me through that that grade nine year was great and then on top of that you know rana brought me to Offsa and i won an officer medal you know so right that was even he 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 elevated my stock in the city like like he just put me on eastern put me on that stage where you know whatever they had us in the right tournaments you know they had us playing against the right uh, high school teams and exhibition games like it, it was just all perfect there man they did a really good job of you know taking care of their 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 players did um did rock play there before you like you followed after jermaine or was were you guys there together like i'm trying to no, Rock Rock's about, I think Rock's about, Rock probably got out of school two years before I got in. Okay. okay. Yeah, or a year after I got in. So my freshman year, Rock was gone already. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I was trying to line up the years. So yeah, I just, I love the history with the school and, you know, the players that have gone there and, um, mm -hmm. you know, the deep tradition. And so at what point in your summers... Uh, between Easterns, you start playing uh, for Coach Roe Russell and Grassroots. I'd I'd love to talk about that and you know just the influence he had and those those opportunities with uh, the summer squads there for for Coach Roe. Um, like oh yeah, sorry uh, to go back to Coach Rana, right? Okay. Like Coach Rana, like when it came to like Ontario team or like you know kind of basketball and those stuff. Like he, like for, for, for MDP and Ontario team, like I wouldn't know how to like register and stuff like that. Like, you know, for me, for him to like introduce me to that, that, um, that stage and put me on that stage to start my national team career was big time. So okay. I thank coach Rana for that. Um, coach Rowe now he coach Rowe was my AU coach for grassroots Canada. Right. Um, I started playing grassroots when I was in eighth grade. And Coach Rowe was different from Coach Rana because Coach Rowe put me on the stage in America right. in front of all the big-time coaches, in front of all the big-time shoe companies and all that that stuff. Um, yeah, my first game with, for, for Grassroots Canada was in North Carolina, Chapel Hill. At wow. that time, that was my dream school, right? So, sure. like, me playing at Chapel Hill was like, yo, we're really driving to North Carolina? <laughs> Yeah, sixteen hours. Like I never, like I see this on TV. I never thought I'll ever see Chapel Hill. So we get to North Carolina. It's the Bob Givens tournament, and my first game ever 
first AU game ever. Eighth grade was against DC Assault, Michael Beasley, Nolan Smith, a wow. whole bunch of cats. So my first game, I'm riding and playing against Nolan Smith. So at the game, that was the center court game. I guess they're like, I guess Coach Rowe was telling them like, yeah, these are my Canadians, da 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 da. Let's feature him in a couple games. So that was our first game on the main court, man. And Nolan Smith was like top 20 player in his class. Obviously, Michael Beasley was top two player in their class. And I'm just in eighth grade, don't know what's going on. But all I just know is to compete. Right. So at the, while we're playing the game, you, I see um, um, Sonny Vaccaro. Uh, <laughs> big dog, big guru no of dog. like basketball in America in general. He's watching our game. You got uh, obviously Roy Williams, Coach Shesky, man, everybody, man. Like that was basically like, yo, these are the Canadians. Let's see what they got. So we end up losing the game by like fifteen, but like I had a hell of a game. I think I think I had like twenty something points, like real, like. No eighth grade is supposed to do this against like the top ten team in America. So after right. that, man, yo, after that, I met Sonny Ricciaro. I met uh, the Reebok people, the Adidas people. Walk out to the building. By the time that weekend was done, I was like a top ten player in my class. <laughs> it was crazy. Wow! And Coach Rowe was telling me, Coach Rowe was telling me, like, yo, you're a top ten player in America for a class of own. Oh nine, I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, top ten player. I just played one game. You're like, he's like, yeah, you just played one game against one of the top point guards in America, and you did really good. You know, so I'm like, all right, like, all right. Now I'm starting to catch on. While 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 I'm playing AAU and and killing from weekend to weekend, I'm coming back to Eastern Commerce. So I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, Sorry to go back, but I tell oh, you a funny let's story. Do let's do it. I tell you a funny story. So um, at Eastern, right, all the letters go to Coach uh, Coach Rana's office, right? Right. I remember, I'm in I'm in ninth grade, so like I don't know nothing about that. So um, one day, so I work. At lunchtime, like the fellows will come, the upperclassmen will come, and they'll be like, "Yo, these are the letters I got today." Like, you know, so like some of the players have like Illinois and like Big Ten schools and stuff like that, right? Right. But none, none of these letters have like, like when you get a letter from a college letter from a coach, it's a different paper. Like the signature just looks like you know, like just nice. You know, it's not like that. Um, regular paper that you photocopy right right so one i uh one day i come to school and coach ron is like junior uh can you come to my office please i'm like dang what did i do now like you know yeah he's like all right just come to my office so i get out of class i go to his office he puts on like the uh, random mug like there's something going on right <laughs> he's like <laughs> He's like, ah, uh, man, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Here you go. He gives me an envelope. I flip it over. It's my first letter ever I got from uh, Michigan State, Tom Izzo. Opened cool. it. That's the paper I'm talking about. It's signed by him. And like, So I'm like, I hug Coach Ron. I'm like, what? Oh, my. Like, I hug him, whatever. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Wow. So I run to the, the lunchroom. <laughs> 
man, I was I was kind of bad back then. But like, I get to the lunchroom and I walk to the lunchroom, and I'm like, "Yo, fellas, mind you, I'm a freshman, right?" Right. I'm like, "Yo, fellas, everybody's looking." So I go to the senior table, and I just drop my letter down. I'm like, "Yo, this is my first letter. You guys look." They all look at it. They all open it. They're like, like nothing was said. Like, yo, like, do you know what you have? I'm like, nah, I just know it's like a letter from Michigan State, you know? Like, they're like, yo, the head coach, the head coach signed it. Like, yo, do you know what? That's crazy, like, going crazy. So I I, I got gassed. Like, they're explaining, you know, how the letters go, whatever. Obviously, I got home. My mom didn't even know, like, what was going on, like. You know, <laughs> she just, right. this is just a letter, like, you know, but as time went on, she, she figured it out. But like coach Rowe and coach Ron at the time, man, from, from, from a young age, they both put me on two, two great stages to elevate my name, elevate my game and, you know, make my name to what it is now, man. That was the beginning, man. Did, um, just with that quick jump in uh you know notoriety in your name and game did that just kind of push the envelope for you to go to prep school down in the states like you know what, what kind of decision was that like was you know was it close for you staying at eastern or you know why why go that route man to be honest at the time like you know, I was loving Eastern. We, I just want to officer as a freshman. The right. hype was pouring in. Like, you know, Ontario team, you know, all that stuff. But then, you know, after my family, you know, went through the tragedy and, you know, the drive-by shooting. Right. Um, like, it was just like uh, more of like, like the... Like, I just want to play basketball. Like, I'm tired of this. Like, I'm tired of the neighborhood. Like, I'm just tired of, like, I just want to play basketball and live like a happy kid. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm breaking down. Like, I'm sick of this. Like, you know, and it's nothing to do with Canada or Eastern. It was just the timing, you know. Like, I was, I was like, one of the top players for my class. And on top of that, there was a tragedy, man. And, and I couldn't take it at the time, you know, so... The best opportunity was for me to leave and go to the states and you know, you know, follow my journey without all the negative stuff. You know. Well, I mean that's a a lot to put on a, a young kid's shoulders. You know, and I think uh, from what I know of your story and what you're telling me now, I think he he probably made the right decision. Right, it gave you an opportunity to to blossom and grow and mm-hmm. establish your name and and grow your game. Um, was that right around the time? Uh, you get down there too, and then you start popping up in Slam. You're getting a lot of uh, yeah. So as of, soon uh, as I as soon as I got to as soon as they found out I was going to prep school, right. That's when all the media just like ambushed me. Like, mind you, I'm going through a tragedy at the same time. So, like, <laughs> I tell some of my friends, man. Like when that when when Slam you know, hit me up and said that they wanted to do a five page article on me, man. Like, like I, like I, I couldn't really enjoy it at the time. Cause it was so, f- it was like a month removed from, from, from my little brother getting shot, you know? So mm-hmm. like, I, like people don't know, like mentally, like I was torn, you know, like going through that, like, and it was LeBron's release, 
rookie release magazine, I think, or or right. sophomore release magazine. So like, the pressure was piling on, man. As a fi- as a fifteen, a fourteen year old man, the pressure was piling on, and you know, I actually called Coach Runner after that and was like telling him. I wanted to come home, like I wanted to come back home to Eastern or go to Anita. Anita had a school at the time. Right. Um, like I was telling him I wanted to come home and he's just like, yo, man, just stick it out, man. I know, just stick it out, stick it out, man. And, you know, my brother, Olu Ashlu, he really helped me through that time, man. I don't know if he wasn't there, I probably would have came home because, you know, he was a piece of home. He was a piece of mind for me. And, you know, that brotherhood that we grew, man, he really helped me through, through all the tough times I was going through. But the tragedy and all the hype pouring in, man, it was a, it, it, it was tough. It was tough, man. Like, to be honest, I, I don't even know, like, <sighs> crazy, man. Crazy. No, for for sure, man. Uh, you know, you, you did well down there. I mean, you kept your, your status, um, mm. growing your game. What, um, talk about the recruiting. You get ready to pick a school, take mm. me through that process. Uh, you know, who were you considering before you eventually chose Marquette? So, um, I think it was uh, the, I think I'm trying to wind it down to you. So, Towards the ending of my my senior year in high school, right, um, I winded it down to Louisville and um, Marquette, okay. you know, and like um, I took a visit to Louisville. You know, I loved it. I loved everything about it, but I don't know. Something was just telling me like it's not over yet. There's another school out there, you know. Right. So I held it off. I didn't commit. After my visit to Louisville, and then um, my my uh, my my brother Jamie McNeely, okay, who who played for the um, for grassroots my AU team and is currently a assistant coach for T- TCU uh, University in um, D- Division One. He 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 had um, uh, Coach Crean had uh, I think got fired at Marquette. And Coach Buzz Williams got bumped up to the head coach, and everyone got bumped up. And uh, Jamie McNeely played for Coach Buzz at New- the University of New Orleans. Okay. You hear me? Yeah, you're good, man. Yeah. J- coach, Coach Jamie McNeely played for Coach Buzz at the University of New Orleans. And I had known Jamie from since I was little, uh, young. And he was like, yeah, there's an opportunity, you know, to come here and start as a freshman and, you know, play big minutes as a freshman, you know. And I didn't really get those talks from, like, the other schools like that. It was more like come in and, you know, like, you could do your thing and, you know, we teach you the ropes. But, like, Marquette was really like, we need you, like, you know. Right. So, Jamie, once I found out Jamie was the grad assistant, it was a no-brainer. Like, there's somebody I could relate to. There's someone I could trust. And... Like, you know, he knows he played for my AU team and he knows most of my O head. So like that would make me like, you know, comfortable, you know? So Right. I decided I just I just decided to go to Marquette off of that, you know, just off the trust of, you know, Jamie having my back and, you know, guiding me through. Well, uh it was a great choice, man. I mean you're you're a celebrated golden eagle and you know, your time there yeah. was was really special. Uh you know, I Goldie, remember, wa- I remember watching you. Uh, you know, what do you remember most about being there, just on and off the floor? And I know uh, 
he had to battle through an injury as well to just take me through, you know, the highs and lows of Marquette, man. Well, when I uh, when I first, you know, got to Marquette, you know, it was from day one. You know, they start they 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 installed the work like your hair is straight yeah. work. You know, yeah. and you know, at first it was it was a culture shock for me because. Like to be honest, I haven't never like that. <laughs> you could ask anyone like that's been around Marquette or anything like that was next level. Like you're talking about coming from doing like moderate workouts to like level a hundred, right? So right. the first the first day I get to campus, man. Um, you know, I, I I get to Chicago. The coaches pick me up. You know, we get we get to Marquette. You know, on campus, you know, I, I I meet my roommate, and you know who my roommate was? Oh, uh, I know you played with Jimmy and yeah. Jay Crowder. Who was your Who was your roommate? My my roommate I met was Jimmy Butler. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, you know, I was like, you know, yeah, Jimmy Butler was my roommate. So I meet Jimmy. Yeah, we have our little conversation. You know, Jimmy goes and does his thing. You know. I don't even get to take a nap, man. Coach, uh, my assistant coach hits me up and he's like, yeah, Coach Buzz wants to um, holler at you real quick, man. You know, greet you and stuff. I'm like, all right, cool. So I walk to the pra- practice facility. I get to Coach Buzz's office. I meet him. He's like, yeah, you ready to work? Talking all this smack. I'm like, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I'm like, you, y'all can't break me. Like, real talk. That's how I'm talking. I'm like, y'all can't right. break me. So, all right. So, I get downstairs. I do my little physical. <laughs> physical. <laughs> I had, <laughs> the, the strength and condition coach, Todd Smith, is like, uh, where's your gear? I'm like, gear? I'm like, I didn't get nothing yet. I literally just got here, like, around 5 o'clock. All right. We're going to get you some gear. So, I put on my gear now. I head to the gym. He's like, yeah, we're going to do a couple of tests. Man, I'm pulling boxes. I'm doing bear calls, all kind of stuff. He's like, yeah, you missed all summer. Your class has been working, but now it's your time. Right. So uh, I'm like, after that, I finished that. I go back to the room. I'm like, yo, can I Can I really like do this? Can I get through this? Yo, this, this is what? This is crazy right now. Like, what? <laughs> First day? Yeah. All right. So I I uh I got through that and then man from there I do I'm doing all my assessments, all I gotta do to register to get into school. Two weeks pass of, of, of doing work and circuits and all that and man, I kid you not. Two weeks later, three weeks later, I sent my, my one of my homeboys a picture and I had like a four pack, bro coming in bro like he's like yo what he just got there not even a month i'm like yo bro i'm not even i'm not even joking bro this is like a different zone a different like world like this guy buzz is unreal bro like you just gotta come to see it i can't explain it (laughs) right yeah so you know i'm doing good i'm progressing i'm doing good in open gym i'm progressing in the weight room you know, just getting my feet wet, you know, just getting my feet on me. Man, September 18th hits, man. We just started individual workouts. I probably did like four, 
individual workouts or so. So we Buzz has a uh, everybody like felt. So Buzz got his own individual workout. We're not gonna uh, go into detail right now, but like he has his own individual workouts of like you know like whole bunch of combinations of things, things to just simple things that you're supposed to. Like he's trying to see if you can execute when you're tired, right? Right. So we go through Buzz's individual man, and then everybody apparently like didn't make it through their individual that day, right? So we had to come back and do a team individual. So we're doing our team individual and, you know, doing the drills and, you know, we all had messed up and Buzz says, get on the line. So we get on the line, man, September 18th, 2009. I literally take one step and boom. I'm like, yo, who hit me with the MF ball? Like, what's going on? Like, why y'all playing so much, you know? Right. Like no, they're like nobody hit you with the ball. Buzz looked at the trainer, looked at me, and like, like just he looked like he wanted to cry. I'm like, yo, what is going on? Like, you guys tell me what's going on. So we get to the training room. They do they do the Achilles test. You know, they grab my calves, or whatever. I can hear them whispering, and then my trainer, I was like, man, I'm so sorry. Like, I know what kind of work you put in. Like, I know what it took to get here. But, like, we think you have a torn Achilles rupture, right. like, completely. Man. You remember, like, all what that, that build up to there, and I get there, and I'm like, yeah, it's time. Like, it's D1, it's time. This is what I work for. Right. And not even three weeks on campus, like, probably three and a half weeks, I blow my Achilles completely, man. Like. That was devastating for me. Like, like, I, like, it's like everything went blank. Like, I was staring in space. So they're like, so when you want to do surgery, you want to do surgery tomorrow or, you know, two days after? I'm like, man, just two days and, 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 and we'll get this done, right? Right. So I get transported back to my room and, you know, getting my mind ready, you know, for surgery and stuff and. You know, I'm sitting in my room in pain, and I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm not giving up, yo. Like, like I'm not giving up. Like, what? I, I, I've done. I've been through so much. Like, you know, I'm not giving up. I'm here. Like, I'm here. Like, you know, like I'm coming back this season. This is what I'm telling myself. For sure. So I go into surgery, man. I wake up out of surgery. I see my coaches. I see my trainer. My throat is hurting. I'm like. <laughs> I'm coming back, like, I'm coming back. Like, I'm coming back. Laugh. I love it. Nah, you're just on drugs. <laughs> right. Like, I'm, in my mind, I'm serious, right? So we get out of, I get out of surgery, I get out of the hospital, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm perked up, like, mad drugs. Like, you know, can't do nothing. Like, you know, Achilles is the worst. Like, I feel like staples in the back of my, my heel, you know? Right. So I, I hit my trainer up. I'm like, yo, when we starting, like, is there anything we could do to start the rehab now? Like, this is two days out of surgery. Like, anything. So we, so he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to start now? Yeah, yeah, Like, are you sure? Are you sure? I'm like, yes. I'm dead ass. So we get to the, the practice. I get to the practice facility, you know, and I'm like, yo, like, I'm looking you in the eye man to man. Like, I'm telling you that I'm coming back this season. And he's like, do you know Achilles injury is like nine months, right? Ten right. months. I'm like, right. I'm coming back. I'm doing this. 
So the first day, man, I got my cast on. I'm on Viking <laughs> for the pain. For the pain. So yeah. the first thing we do is just literally just hips. I'm laying on my side. One side got a cast on, one side doesn't. I'm doing mad hip work for hours. Mad hip work, mad stretching, getting the hips right. Because when you tear your Achilles, man, you got to start from scratch, right? Right. So the so the the days start going by. I'm doing work every day, every day, every day, three times a day, every day. Like they have to like tell me stop, no, no, stop. You know, like you got to right. rest. So the every week or I think every week or every two weeks, I had to go to the doctor to see where where it's at, like the angle. You know, right. so it's getting better. It's getting better. I'm doing the work. I'm doing the work. Like I'm just like bearing the pain now. You know. A month goes later. I'm on, I'm on my feet. From my, from my feet, I get to the water treadmill. Oh man! From the water treadmill, they're like, "All right, once you leave here, once you leave the training room, we don't want you doing nothing else." You know? Right. <laughs> so a month and a half goes by. <laughs> I'm like, I'm feeling confident because I can do my little step, my little walk. You know? Right. So I get a weight vest. I'm not even lying, bro. I get a weight vest. This is like probably like 9 p.m. I'm thinking everyone's gone, right? I get a weight vest and I get a ball, bro. And I start doing like full court ball handling, but like little steps, you know? With the weight vest on, like little steps. And man, coach, so Coach Orr is, uh, Coach Buzz is like mentor, his old head, right? Right. And Coach Orr is, is like an old, old head where, like, even if he sees something, he won't say nothing. But, like, he would he would be like, like, he'll give you that look. Like, you know? Like, are you sure? Like, I see you doing this. I'm not going to stop you, but it's on you. You know? Right. For sure. So I'm doing my ball handling. I'm doing my ball handling. I turn around. I see Coach Orr. He looks at me. He gives me that look. And he just, like, gives me a wave goodbye. Right? But, like, right. you see, like, even when you put in work, like, you don't know who's watching, right? So, I'm pretty sure he went and told Coach Buzz right away, like, look at your point guard. He just came off of surgery, like, not too long ago, and he's in the court, on the court with a weight vest doing full court ball handling, right? So, Buzz doesn't say nothing to me. I'm, I, so, I just started doing that daily, just, you know, sneaking, you know, doing my own thing. So as time went on, man, like it's like two months now, two and a half months. I'm doing like court work, like you know, not not nothing crazy, but like little individual work and stuff, right? So I'm gas. I'm I, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. So I'm like, yo, man, like I'm walking and like I feel good. Like yo, let's turn it up a notch, like you know. So like he'll be like, nah, we're just gonna progress like slowly, you know, slowly. But, like, every time I left, like, the facility, like, I'm doing extra work by myself, you know? Like, basically, like, imitating, like, what we do at the practice facility. For sure. As time went on, I was getting better and stronger by myself. Like, you know? Like, it built up day by day. So, I got injured September 18th. So, Christmas break comes now, you know? Right. I'm slowly making my way, doing my thing. So, right before Big East play now, right? Uh, I think it was the middle. I didn't play till like the well middle of January, right? So right before Big well middle the beginning of Big East play. Uh, my family doesn't know 
Like we're about to, like they see on the schedule we play at Syracuse, right? Right. And like I'm telling them I'm progressing, but like there's no way I'm going to play. Like there's no way. Like you know, man. So for that practice to, to before we head to Syracuse, the prep week for Syracuse, like I did a couple things to show them, like you know, like I could get clear to practice. Like the the angle w- was good. The mobility, the mobility was good. Like everything was good. Like they even ran through tests and stuff, right? Right. So I get past that. So they tell me my first practice is like prep for Syracuse. You're gonna be on the scout team. Okay. Yo, I didn't know. Like, I don't know. I just pray to God every day and work hard. But like, it's it, what I'm about to tell you is crazy. This is a full rupture. Right. Full. Like they said that it curled up to my calf. Oh, man. Right? Yeah. So three months later, man, my first practice, I got cleared. The guys are cheering. Buzz is like, you know, like uh, making fun of me and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And like full throttle, man. Full throttle. Man, one of my pre, like I'm doing really good. It's me, Jamie McNeely, and some of the trainers, right? Man, I'm doing good. We're, we're busting up the, the second team and the first team, right? Playing zone, right. Syracuse zone. So one of the point guards had uh, got a fast break, man. And, yo, I was running him down, and I went up, and I pit that joint. Nice. Hardest crap, hardest crap against the backboard. <laughs> Pinned him. Like, the gym, like, 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 froze for a little bit. Like, yo, like, what? This guy was just in surgery, like, three months ago. Like, he's here. So after that practice now, um, you know, I'm doing my, my, my shooting after practice, but I'm, I'm low-key looking to my left, like looking down, like, yo, what are all these coaches talking about? Like, you know, like, you know. Like, they're did about I have to give you some minutes is what they're doing. Did, you, did I have that good of a practice? I'm feeling myself. The adrenaline is going. So right. I get to the locker room. Jamie's like, let me holler at you. I'm like, holy smoke, like, what's going on? Jamie's like, yo, like, the coaches think that you're ready. Like, you're ready to play. Like, you could play, like, a couple minutes. Like, I know this is a big decision. Like, I don't know if, like, I know you were talking to me that that you're coming back. Like, you didn't want a red shirt. Like, you wanted to get the feel. He's like, you know, Buzz wants to talk to your mom and, and, and you know, talk to you. And, you know, what decision you want to make, he, is, he'll be comfortable with it anyways. But he, he sees that you're ready right so like i'm so excited like like i i just dreamt of this like like to to play d1 because like on weekends we'll only get it on saturdays on my tv right so like see it like being in d1 was crazy so my mom and i talk about it and you know my family talk about it and i told him man like when i first got a surgery i told him i was coming back and they laughed but I'm dead ass. I'm coming back. I'm doing this. So we make the decision. Um, I suit up, man. I come back, man. Like, you know, obviously I'm shedding tears because, like, that's another obstacle. Like, I really fought through. Like, I don't even know if that even happened in history. Yeah, that like, recovery someone to come crazy. back from Achilles rupture in three and a half months. Yeah, you should write a manual on that. You're doing Achilles recovery. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it's all going to come to light when I'm done playing, bro. Like, 
everyone like man it's been a crazy journey man it's all gonna come to light when i'm done playing right when i'm done playing but like to come back from that three and a half months i like when i tell people that story it all stems back to waking up at 6 30 in the morning getting my little brother ready to make it to school on time an uh, hour away to go to eastern Commons, and from my little brother getting shot for me to get over the adversity of being away from my family while they're going through that and you know me not me being homesick and not coming home and getting through that got me through college got me through the injury like you know has yeah. taken me a long way till this day so yeah man just Marquette man getting through that injury and my freshman year and you know actually stepping on the court after full eruption like my reputation for for the guys and for the for the team right there just set it all stone man that was just the starting of the run you know so my sophomore year um my sophomore year uh you know a little bit bigger role um we make it to the um sweet 16 right um we lost to North Carolina in the Sweet 16, and then you know my junior year as my upperclassman year. That was the year with uh, Jay Crowder and uh, Darius Johnson Odom. Um, we made it to the Sweet 16 and lost to Florida. Lost to Florida in the um, Sweet 16, and then on to my senior year. Now, man, you know before my senior year, you know Jimmy came back because he was in Chicago with the Bulls. Right. He came back. He came back that summer, man, and we had dinner. You know, he had a talk with me, saying that, um, you know, you've been here four years. You know, there's no pressure, man. You know, just go out there and be yourself and be the junior who you are, man. Like, don't worry about us making the Sweet Sixteen two years, you know, prior. Just worry about focusing on this year. And I looked at him. I'm like, yo, bro, man, I've been through a lot, but I'm trying to pass y'all. I'm trying to make it to Elite Eight. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to For make sure. it to the Final Four. I'm trying to win the chip. He's For like, sure. I feel that. I feel that, man. So, you know, that was the conversation, you know, starting before my senior season, man. And my season, senior, senior season was the best, the best yet, man. Just, just me, just, you know, far, a little bit far removed from the tragedy, you know, going through high school, you know, getting over that, that underclassman hump and, you know, it, I feel like that was my best time, you know, having fun, playing free and not worrying about anything, man. And we end up winning the the Big East regular, regular season title and, you know, making it to the Elite Eight. Man. We lost to Syracuse in the Elite Eight. We beat them um, two weeks prior to that. You know, when we seen Syracuse, we're like, yeah, we got these guys, you know? Yeah. So we lost to them in the Elite Eight and that was it, man. But that was the... One of the greatest four-year runs in Marquette history, and they love me till this day. Man, they man. love me. Man. Incredible story with the the injury and the recovery, man. I love it. it just speaks to uh, you know your mindset and your dedication and and perseverance, man. That's just uh, incredible story. Uh, appreciate you sharing that. What um, you know, you leave Marquette Junior and you're going mm -hmm. pro. Mm -hmm. uh, what were your pro options? Take us through that. Uh, the NBA interests. Uh, mm -hmm. Who did you work out for? Just, I'm just curious about your, you know, going pro uh, experience, man. So 
you know, coming out, like, it was a tough decision, you know. I could have started with the national team right away or go through, you know, the draft process and, like, you know, just see where I end up and then, you know, just do be 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 uh see where it works out and go wherever like you know in in august or whatever you know or right or late july so you know i had to talk with Trian coach triano he's like you want to go to the university games and i'm like i feel like the guys in front of me are not that you know it's like not that much separation like i played in the big east like i know like you know Right. I told him I just want to, you know, try the process just because, like, I really dreamed of this, you know, like, I really want to go. So he's like, yeah, I respect that, man. You know, we always got your back, man. We're, you're good. So I'm like, all right. So I go through the process now. I stay at school. You know, I work out for the Washington Wizards. I work out for the Milwaukee Bucks. And then after that, uh, went undrafted. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, told me that they're going to bring me to training camp, uh, tr uh, summer league. So I right. go through the I go through the summer league, have a great summer league training camp, have great summer league practices, and like you know, for the kids out there, when you get pro, it's a business, uh, you know. So like, you know, me going undrafted and there was a drafted point guard there, you know, I didn't really get that much opportunity, you know, in real game action, but like in practice, you know, there's no hiding. So you know, right. I I proved that I could belong, but obviously they they got to play who they got to play. So I'm in summer league, just like, you know, just just taking everything in, learning, you know, going through practices, just going through the, the, the pro life. And, you know, obviously I was a little bit frustrated, but, you know, I just stayed even kill, you know, and just, you know, took my punches, whatever. And, you know, towards the end of training, uh, summer league, NBA summer league, uh, Nick Van Exel, he, he's a legend who played for the Los Angeles Lakers and Denver Nuggets <laughs> and uh, Dallas Mavericks. He was the assistant coach at the time, and he was like, "Yo, man, I know, I know you're a rook, but like, just, just stay positive how you are, man. Stay respectful, stay with that good energy, man, and you know, work on two, th one or two things that you know that you could like be great at, you know. And no one has ever told me that before, so I'm like, all right, yo, like he's feeling me, like you know, let's see, let's see what's going on. So I get back home. I think I did." A couple stuff with the national team. I think I went on a tour or something. I'm not sure, but um, by the time I got back with the national team, uh, my phone rings. I'm like, state's number, like, Milwaukee. Like, who's this? They're like, yeah, uh, yeah this is Grunwald. This is, uh, we're looking to bring you into preseason NBA training camp. And I'm like, I pause in my head. I'm like, yo, like, that's so crazy like like you really like gotta go hard all the time because you never know like how they right. look at you like you know you may not be playing but they're like man I, they're probably like yo i wish i could play this kid like you know like but we can't like it's just how the business is so you know i took that offer man because i know like the guy that they drafted in front of me wasn't better than me right like right. he he wasn't like like, I was more of a dog, like, I was more attacked it, like, you know? And Chris Middleton and Giannis is, 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 came in with us. Like, that was my rookie class. Okay, okay. So, it's, so like, I'm every day I'm with, like, Chris Middleton, Giannis, like, you know, all these guys. We're going through the training camp. So, the first day of training camp, you know, I, I pick my number. 
you know, and, you know, I get my jersey, I fill out all these forms, I go do the media, right? And after the media, the uh, the uh, uh, assistant comes, I don't know what her title was, but she's like, the GM wants to talk to you. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what the heck is going on? Like, why am I always getting these, like, we have to talk to you? So, <laughs> yeah. So, no, no, sorry. I missed out a part. So before I get my jersey and stuff, I, I'm upstairs and I sign my contract, right? And the GM is like, how does it feel for you to sign for this much for your first time? And I'm like, you, you know, I, I'm, I feel blessed. Like, you know, I pray to God every day for health, good health and, you know, good days. Like, you know, like I really appreciate this. Like I'm coming from far, you know, like this is like a blessing. They're like, man, yeah, we respect you, man. The good work, man. Just go out there and, you know, play as hard as you can. And I'm like, all right. So I sign everything. I go downstairs, back to my locker. I do my media, come back from my media. Uh, assistant comes like, oh, yeah, the GM wants to see you upstairs. So I'm like, what is going on? Like, I just, like, I, like, you know, like, so I go upstairs. Man, when I get in that room, it's the GM the owner, the coach, the assistant coach, like, yo, like, mad dudes. I'm at the big table by myself, right? All the breath. So I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, yo, what is going on here? Like, what did I really do for all y'all to be in here? They start laughing. <laughs> I start laughing. They're like, no, nah, no, nah, all jokes aside, man. Like, you know, we look at you as, like, you know, an awesome player. Like, you really work hard. Like, you played with the national team. You played at Marquette. Like, you got a nice resume. But, you know, there's an issue. I'm like, what's the issue? They're like, you don't have the proper visa and the government is shutting down. So, for us to get you a visa, it might take to 15 to 30 days and the government shut down. So, unfortunately, like, you know, we got to let you go. Man. My heart went to, bro, That's my stomach, it's like I was on, like, drop zone. Like, my stomach yeah. was, like, yo, like, I just started, like, pouring out, crying, yo, like, like, a little baby, like, bawling, like, like yo, like, yeah. I'm like, uh, like, this is, like, this is, like, it. Like, I'm here, like, my feet's here, like, you know, I'm in here, like, this is what everyone expected out of me, like, I'm here. Right. Man, and I went straight because you know uh, the Bucks facility wasn't that close, that far from Marquette campus because they're both in Milwaukee. So right. I take an Uber to Buzz, man. I start sobbing in his arms and like telling him what's going on. He's upset, like trying to figure out what's good with my agent and this and that. So man, I lost my opportunity because of paperwork. You know, it's just, it was crazy, yo. Like at that point, man, I'm like, yo. Like, I got it, like, 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 <laughs> I didn't know, like, I'm like, yo, is this for me? Like, am I supposed to go through all of this stuff? Like, is basketball for me? Like, like right. this is crazy. Like, like, I've been through so much, like, and I'm, I'm still, like, like, young and, like, you know, like, this is crazy. So, I had time to go home and reflect and, you know, eventually... I decided to, you know, go overseas and Republic of Georgia was the best situation because like, you know, it was the ending of August, you know, people already got their rosters. I was late on that. So I had to go to the Republic of Georgia, which was horrible. Like the lights right. shut off every every couple of days. Like 
it was horrible. Like, no haircut out there for nine, ten months. Like, man, that was crazy. Like, I tell my, when, every time I go to national team camp, I tell these guys a story where when I was in the Republic of Georgia, the, I'm washing my clothes. And right. the, washing, the power went out and the washing machine was full of water. So I had to get a bucket, open the washing machine, pour all the water out, wring all my socks out, and I had a gas oven at the time. So I had to drive my socks on the gas oven, bro. Right. <laughs> put the door put the door down, lay the socks on, on it, and dry it with the gas oven, bro. I guess you ain't living if you've never done that, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's, wild. that's wild. That's wild. Yeah, crispy. Yeah, oh, like, man. man, I'm going through that in the Republic of Georgia my first year, man, and it was just crazy over there, man. It was like a third, second world country. Like, they weren't developed, really. They couldn't talk English, like, you know, like right. late payments. Like, it was crazy. Caught, like, going through it, man, like, you know, and, like, like I said, all what I've been through, man, like, I don't know. Like, I just have something in me where, like, I could just push through that, you know? Right. So I I pushed through that, had a great season, got guard of the year, brought my team to the playoffs. And then uh, after that, like, you know, I like I didn't really have like a mentor at the time or anyone at the time to like really put me on game. I really was like a kid or a man who like figured it out on his own, you know, so. Like, I was trying to figure out where I was going, talk to my agent. It wasn't really looking too good, so I went on a tour with the national team. And, like, I really had a good tour, you know. And, right. you know, I end up taking the job uh, Syria um, in Italy, top league Italy. But, you know, like, I wasn't really put on game. So, like, you know, I'm going into that team thinking that, you know, whoever is in front of me, I could battle for that spot, you know. But right. It wasn't even like that. It was, you're getting paid good money, and you're a backup. We use you for emergency. <laughs> so the whole time I'm in Italy, man, I'm, I'm playing backup to an NBA guy, Sandiata Gaines, man. And, like, I didn't get no really opportunity to, like, show, right? Right. And, and you know. Like, it's kind of weird because when you're a basketball player and you get put in that situation and you don't get out, it's just affecting your next year, right? So, you know, unfortunately, I got put in that situation, you know, being a bench player. And then now I have to really make up for what I what I missed. And it's hard for me to get a proper situation. So, you know, I end up getting a call from a team in Greece who had relationship with Jermaine Rock Anderson, uh, right. Coach Rock Anderson, and, you know, got put in that opportunity. But it was kind of a situation where there was no order. It was like, all right, you play this much this game, he plays this much this game. Like, it was no, like, all right, I'm going to give you the keys and you take us, like, you know? Right. So that was a rocky situation, getting paid third, late, like, 30 days one time, like, like practicing hard and, you know going through like you have to withdraw this amount of money in in a week's time or your money could get stuck in greece like there's only right. a certain amount of money you could take out a week so going through all that man and after greece man i just had enough i'm yeah, like 
I'm like, yo, I've been through too much. I just want to enjoy myself and play basketball, right? So after Greece, there was obviously the NBL and, you know, they're starting to, you know, I'm starting to see like a lot, like a lot of, uh, a lot more like, a, like a big name guys come into the league, right? Like slowly. Right. So I'm like, yo, you know, I've always been a leader and I always do my thing. Um, you know, let me hit up this team, London Lightning, who I see on NBA TV all the time. Let me let me see what like what's going on over there. So I get a, I, I end up getting in contact with the coach who was Kyle Julius at the time, okay. and you know he was real with me, and I told him my situation. And I was real. I was like, Yo, man, you know, I've been through so much, and like you know, I just want to enjoy myself and play basketball. Like I left home when I was fifteen. And I right. felt like I've been, like I I've been through like a life of pain already. Like you know, like I just want to do, come home and do my thing. Obviously, if you get paid on time, you know the the league is athletic. You know, like so. He's like, yeah, man. I'm like, yeah, man. Like I don't care what people think, yo. Like I'm a leader, and like I'm gonna do like you know things that you know are are good. Like good good for me like you know what i mean so i end up coming home and man i kid you not after i came to the nbl you see canadian after canadian nba player nba player so it was growing you know gradually gradually you know and i was and i was coming into a different space like i was actually feeling happy again you know like playing home you know seeing my family like you know playing home and you know things like that so i i end up uh playing a season down here in Canada and you know I end up winning a championship with with the Lightning and you know we we went on to have like one of the best seasons ever in history and you know from then I just been you know playing at home and you know now the CBLs here is it's 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 only getting bigger for Canada man like I remember when I first went to America I'm telling like like guys over there like Yo, there's players over here, but they just don't have the opportunity I have. Well, you're going to see one day, you know? You're going to see one day, and now look, you know? So, right. Yeah, man, it, it's, it's been a crazy story. And, you know, right now, you know, all, through all that adversity, I'm in year 10 of my career. And, you know, I may have not, like, you know, made it to the NBA, but I'm pretty happy about what, what I have accomplished to this point, man. Well, you should be, man. I mean, um you brought up the CEBL. I just wanted to touch on that real quick. Uh, we mentioned Newfoundland here at the beginning of the episode, but uh, the league is in, going into its fourth season, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, from your perspective, you touched on it, but just how great is it that, you know, players can come back home, mm-hmm. play in front of uh, family and friends, and now we're getting more basketball in more markets right. to give these guys these opportunities. I mean, this league is on the rise. How special is it? And I just the thing about the CBL, man, it's 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 really it's really like it's all love because it's incorporated with Canada basketball, right? So like the fun the the funnel to you know get to where where kids want to get to, it's gonna be right there in their face, <laughs> you For know. Sure. Instead For of sure. instead of you know. Uh, instead of going to play pro in like Puerto Rico or the Dominican or whatever, you could come back home, stay stay in North America, prepare for your next season by playing the CBL. So, right. man, it's and the way how they're marketing it, like everything is just on point. And then they added the 
the championship team in the CBL will compete for a bigger championship, the BCLAs, you know, yep. in, in uh, South America. You know, that's another big opportunity for guys to, you know, play on that level and, you know, play in that, like, uh, get their themselves out there in that market. So, you know, CBL is really doing it big time with the broadcasting, the promoting and everything, man. It's only up, man. It's only up for me. Yeah, I like how they're bringing in, um, you know, ex-national team guys, big-time Canadian players yes. in front office roles. Yes, uh, yeah. Shep and Rock. Trend, and, right? yeah. yeah, it's it's uh, Joel Anthony, Brady Heslip. I mean, yes. Yes. Uh, Rob Sacre is doing his thing for the Bandits. It's really yep. cool how that's just all coming together, man. I love, uh, I love supporting the league. Man, shout out Mike Morrell, man, and the CBL, yeah. man, doing their thing, man. It's it's a, a great job. It's a lovely thing, man, to see the growth from where we were, you know, sixteen years ago to now, man. So, Junior, um, here on Canada Hoops, man, we love to discuss Canada basketball, especially mm-hmm. with guests like yourself who have played for the program. Yeah. You know, for you personally, what does it mean to you when you've gotten the opportunity to represent Canada? For me, man, it was always an honor because, like, it's a, it's it's a, it puts you on the stage where you're you're representing the country, and we're always known. I always had that chip on my shoulder because we're always known as a hockey country. Like right. they they don't respect us for basketball. So I always every time I put on that jersey, I always put it on to prove like, yo, we belong type stuff. Like you know, like mad sure. love for us. Like we belong. Like you know, so. You know, for me to put on that jersey, you know, several times, many times, man, you know, it, it's it's amazing, man. It's amazing feeling, you know, for me to show my kids, my, my two kids, these jerseys when they grow up, like, it, it's 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 amazing, man. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. Is there a, you got a favorite memory that you got for uh, playing for Canada basketball that stands out for you? Favorite memory? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, they're going to love this. So, 2015. Right. Pa- Pan Am Games, right? Yeah, great squad. Pan Am Games. We start we start training camp. We were at we we start training camp. We're at our first practice, right? So, Dave Smart is is leading leading the talk and, you know, he's telling us like, yeah, you know, we're going to have good tempo, we're going to work hard and we're going to do this thing like we're on home soil. So we break it out. We we he's like, all right, everyone line up on the baseline. So we all line up on the baseline, and he's standing there, right? <laughs> We're like, yo, what is going on? <laughs> like, right. what is coach doing? So he's like, Junior Kadugan and Daniel Mullins to the top of the, to the top of the key to to the top of the three point line, one on one. Nice check ball. <laughs> yeah, no better. We're just like, all right, let's go. Let's go after it. Like, mind you, we're not warm or nothing. Like, it's just like, yeah, check ball. So, uh, we check ball. Boom! I score on Mullins. He scores on me. I score back on him, and then I get a stop, and he stops it. He's like, yeah, this is who we have to be. We have to be some dogs. You see, <laughs> yeah. right here, these guys are some dogs. He's like, bring it in, break it out. Canada on three. One, two, three. Canada. Boom. <laughs> nice. Mind you, he's my roommate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's my roommate. Like, so, like, we're like, yo, what the crap? This And that was Mullins' first camp. 
Okay. That was his first ever camp, the Pan Am camp, you know? And from all the camps I've been to from since 15 years old, that was the only camp that happened. And this wow. is all facts. Nice. You yeah, got, uh, so that was, yeah, that was one of the craziest stories. You got uh, maybe a couple favorite teammates or, you know, maybe guys you didn't know that well and then you started developing that friendship with them through your time with, with Canada basketball. Anybody stand out? Carl English for sure, big bro. Yeah, um, yeah. I got sure. to develop a relationship with him through the times. Um, uh, Murphy Bernatowski, uh, yeah. Uh, Kelly Olnick, uh, Andrew Nicholson. These are just the guys that, that I don't see in the GTA as much. Right. Um, right. Dwight, uh, no, I knew Dwight. Um, because you play grassroots with Dwight, right? Yeah, yeah, I play grassroots yeah, yeah. with Dwight. Um, yeah. I think later in my my stages, uh, Johnny Breskertan, I don't know how you say it. Johnny B. He played at yeah, Ottawa. Yeah. I developed a relationship with him. Yeah. Uh, man, plenty guys, man. I tell you one thing, man. Every camp I attended to, man, like, like, my lunch table was always like, yo, tell us, like, I'll just end up telling them like mad stories, like, man, I connected no with everyone, man. Like, I feel like, yo, there's not one person that dislike me like it was mad love like because like you know obviously like my name's been like out there from since like young right so like right they expect me probably to be like a jerk or an asshole sorry a jerk or or whatever so oh, good. Like, you know, me i'm humble so you know i i treat everyone the same like i'm that i'm that cool cat at middle school that like will will take the 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 what you what word am i looking for the non-popular kids and make them roll with me and be popular type, you know? Like, I, 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 I'm I, not the type to just be around, like, the cool cats. Like, I'm more, like, I go sit at the table with the, the, the 13 man on the on the team, you know? So, like, nice. the nice. kind of person I was. So, man, it was all love, man. A lot of memories and, you know, just, just keep on pushing to the end, man. I'm in the later stages now and, you know, it's more mentoring and leadership and, you know, teaching the guys the ropes man what are your thoughts uh about the program right now do you feel like the buy-in is pretty high and you know i think a lot of people that follow the program feel like the next couple of years here are going to be really big for uh the program what are your thoughts on that the buy-in's high but you don't know you know there's 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 there's, there's injuries there's contracts there's all kind of stuff but the buy-in's right. there it just has to be a situation where everyone's available, man. And, you know, like right now, we can't think ahead right now. We just need to take it day by break, day by day, brick by brick. And when that time comes to compete, just just f keep on finishing the jobs, you know, game by game. And, you know, eventually you're going to see us in the Olympics for sure, man. For sure. Sure. For sure. I love it. Junior, you got a top five of all time for Canada basketball? Top five for all time? Okay, I'll give you a quick one. So my top five is kind of different. You got the Love OGs it. and the young cats, right? Love it. So number one, Steve Nash. Okay. Number two, Corey Joseph, because yeah. that's my brother. And 
we known each other from like fifth grade and his nice. brother devoe is my brother his mom and pops i know him and for Corey to still be in the nba and sacrifice summers for 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 10 plus years and go get ready for the nba season that's like mad respect man mad work Corey joseph number two no doubt number three just because he's from my neighborhood and i looked up to him and he gave me inspiration to you know go to division one um denim brown yukon yeah. huskies yeah uh, mr 111 111 points in one high school game in in toronto yeah you know that's that's big bro and then not not to say they're four or five but four we could go with jamal murray I know he's yep. hurt right now, but that's my young boy. We first developed a relationship at uh, Pan Am Training Camp in 2015, you know, and, you know, built a relationship with him. And then five, my favorite player right now, but he's five on my list. He's nice. Shea Gildress Alexander. No doubt, man. Well, he's tough. Yeah. You know what? That's a great five, Junior, man. I love it. I love it. Yeah, uh, any shout outs or thank yous, man, before I get you out of here? Man, shout out, shout out to Canada Basketball, shout out to Eastern Commerce, man, shout out to Coach Roe, shout out to Coach Runner, Coach Triano, Rowan Barrett, you know, everybody, man, everybody who had a part yeah. in my journey, man, and still continues to, you know, you know, be a part of my journey, man. Thank y'all, thank everybody. From my bottom of my heart. Real talk. Well, we appreciate you joining us on Canada Hoops, man. Much love to you, and we wish you all the best as you start your season in St. John's this summer, man. All right, man. I'll see you. We'll stay in touch for sure. All right, man. That Hopefully I up. have the championship next time we talk. Yeah, let's let's get it, man. I want that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That, that wraps up another episode of Canada Hoops. I want to thank Canada's own Junior Cadugan for pulling up. Thank you for listening. Keep smashing that download button, rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. We will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Canada Hoop.